Thank you so much to everyone who reached out uh, about last week's podcast. Uh, Jenny, you and I, we're in the bottom line is we spend 20 hours a week in a small room with each other. So, And we've done that for three years now, so we know a whole lot about each other. But I also know there are levels that not on purpose, we just haven't gotten to yet. And I think not only does it help you and I get to know each other better, but I, I feel like you listening to the podcast, we, we certainly hope that this is interesting to you as well and that you get to know us uh, on a deeper level. So well, thank you for listening. Well, because if you're listening. like us also, I mean, I am I am nosy. I think you're a little nosy too. You know, we just, we're just nosy. Mm-hmm. So this is a good way to just, uh, I don't know, find out some stuff. Mm-hmm. Who knows where this conversation is going to go? Yeah, you and I have some some questions that... Um, we haven't asked each other before. I mean, nothing like wild or crazy, just like, oh, you know what? I've never even thought to ask this question about you. So um, I'll, I'll, I have one I want to start yeah, with. Start, go. Let's because go. Uh, it, it's been a wild time in my life uh, with a combination of a newborn, which actually is going, it's hectic, but it's not as hectic as I thought it would be, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going through the standard stuff, but nothing out of control. Um, but on top of the newborn, we're also having some major work done on the main level of our home right now because we had a mold issue, so we had to get new floors, new drywall. I mean, it is a wild time. And so over this last week, uh, my main floor has, has been empty. Like all furniture is out. Um, like the living room is just, it's literally just a floor. There's no couches. Uh, the TV is even covered in plastic so it doesn't get sawdust on it. Um, no office area, no kitchen table, nothing. Um, and I was sitting down there one night, uh, Katie and Chandler had gone to bed and I was just kind of looking around and, and it looked empty and it looked like for a minute I was like, oh my gosh, like this will be what it looks like, you know, like when we move out someday. Mm-hmm. And I really started thinking about the future and very specifically, I don't know if I was drunk while I was thinking this, cause it's just a very <laughs> weird thought to have, but I was looking around and I put myself in a position of like, what if we moved out of this house and then 20 years later, we came back and got to look at it again and the emotions that we would feel. And then I started feeling those emotions and I'm freaking crying Who by myself. Who are you? That's Dude, such a... Like I said, like the more I'm, as I'm telling this story back, I'm like, was I drunk? Like, <laughs> but I did, I, because I know, I know. On the last episode of The Office, there was a phrase that was, I wish you we, we knew we were in the good old days before the good old days became yes. the good old days. Yes. I know I'm in the good old days right now. Yes. I know I, I between, bet- from from a brand new daughter to uh, this, this this house adventure we're going to, we're going to laugh about something, to my partnership with you. I totally you know, get it. When this partnership comes to an end, hopefully in like 50 years and no earlier, it's, it's going to be a sad freaking time. I know. But I, I just I totally get that. Do you ever... When, I know you don't get a lot of time by yourself with a, being a mother of two, but when you get time to yourself and you're quiet, do you like? Do you just sit and think about the future? Do you just sit and think? And what do you think about when you have self-think time? Honestly, it's a lot of what you said. I I think the same kinds of things. Not exactly know exactly what you were saying about moving out and twenty years later coming back or whatever. But just like I know that right now we are in a season of chaos. Our lives revolve around our kids right now because of their activities and their sports and their friends coming over and sleepovers and homework and it's there's a lot of chaos but I have to tell you I am here for all of it I want to be a mom more than anything in the world so I truly can tell you like I love all the mom things I love all the things that I do for them I love the way the house feels full when they're not there when they're at a sleepover or something it just feels different so I think about the future. And I think about even when they're in high school, you know how that goes. They're going to do a lot more with their friends. They're going to be out a lot more. I know they'll still love me and need me, but I know that I won't, they won't need me to do as much for them. We're already approaching that stage. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of stuff I think about. And it's bittersweet. You know, you 
raise them so they can be good individuals and so that they can do all these things by themselves. That's why we have them. It's our job to guide them and raise them up, you know. But it's become such a part of my world that I think, well, first of all, I'm really excited because my husband and I will actually get to spend some time together. <laughs> We'd be able to go on a trip yeah. together occasionally or just, you know, see each other, go on a dinner date. And he's um, hot. He's a good looking guy. But we, we, when we do have time, just us, we always say that, like, I know we're in the throes of it. We're in a season right now, but we are, I'm grateful that we love each other like we do and that we mm-hmm. enjoy each other's company the way we do because we will, it will be just him and I. At some point. So I think a lot about that. I think a lot about how sad I'm going to be, but also the bittersweetness of, wow, like I raised these two people and they're good people. <laughs> and that's uh, going to be very fulfilling. I wonder now, and I have a follow up just because I just thought about it as you were telling the story. And, I'm, and I mean this sincerely, and I'm curious as to your answer. Um, have you prepared yourself at all? Uh, and if not, when would you start preparing yourself for the fact of like when you are an empty nester? Oh, I think about it all the time because we had kids later. So Mm -hmm. I have friends that are actually dealing with that now Mm because they had their kids younger. And I see how at first it's awful. Like at first there it's tears and it's awful and they're depressed and it's sad and it's whatever. But then I see how they sort of do reconnect with their spouse and they sort of do start enjoying having their own space and like you could leave, leave your house a certain way and when you come back it looks that certain way because kids haven't destroyed it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there are some pluses to it too. I think what's really going to be hard for me if it happens and I, I really hope that family is so important to my kids that they won't want to be far away but I, if they were to move you know to get married and have kids and move to wherever. Yeah. Like Idaho, Denver or Chicago whatever. or Nashville like yeah like a because like I don't know I I'll have to be by at least one of them. Yeah. I I am so happy, but but at the same time, aren't you glad you left your hometown and experienced different parts of the country? Totally, and that's what I mean about the bittersweetness. Like I want yeah. that for them, but I also loathe <laughs> that they would be leaving me. I tell you, as a parent, the one thing I, I do loathe now that we have Chandler is that there's not a grandma or grandpa on standby yep. nearby. Like we're, we're, Katie's only a week and a half left in her maternity leave, and we've got um, actually our girl LT is going to help out with us through the rest of the year, and I'm very grateful to her for that. But once we the first of the year, like, like we got to find a childcare plan, mm-hmm. and, we're, and we're hunt, we're on the hunt, we're on the prowl, and we'll You'll we'll get something, out. we'll get some. But it's 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 from like man, it's so expensive. And I'm like man, well, I wish I had a grandparent around. And there is also like because if it was a grandparent, well, there's two, a couple things about a grandparent watching a child. The one thing that can be difficult, I've seen that with different friends, is that you know because you have to discipline. You know, whoever your child care provider is, they have to discipline the child. And so sometimes it could get dicey where it's like, you know. They just spoil them all the time. Well, that or maybe they discipline them in a different way than you would. And then Mm -hmm. it's awkward because it's your parent or yeah, and you have in-law. to but you also have to put your foot down like hey listen this this is how we are choosing to raise the, raise the child and, right. and and you as the grandparent grandparents if you're listening you know you have to respect how your child wants to raise their child like it has to because you would want that for you when you when you were raising that your child growing up yeah for sure Wild. so there's that i mean i don't know but um yeah i don't know it's just hard i mean and my family is all far away but it, it is cool like my mom especially just has a really special relationship with the kids to where they do not get to see her all the time but man when they do it's it's just really Go. good quality special time yeah and i think it's going to be that way with both grandmas especially with chandler as well i get we've actually got um katie's mom and katie's grandma katie's mom's coming back down obviously she was with us when chandler was born but uh, she's coming back down, but she's bringing Katie's grandma, so Chandler's great grandma, and cool. and Katie's brother Aiden, so Uncle Aiden and great grandma B, are coming down to meet her for the first time uh, 
two days after we recorded this podcast. So mm. very excited to see very excited to see great grandma B hold her great granddaughter. That's gonna be a cool Really, moment. that's so awesome that there gets to be a great grandparent situation. Mm. That's just so and to see sometimes. just four generations of them. Like yeah. I want to make sure to take a picture or something because like this I've never seen four generations before, you know, mm-hmm. like in person. And like my, my grandparents are all long past. So I'm I'm excited to see that and I just I know how much family means to to Katie and to all of them. She's like way cla- not that I'm not like not that I don't have a great relationship with my mom. Mm-hmm. I just don't call her every day. We don't talk every day. Katie and her mom talk every day. Right. And it's it's just I remember I keep telling Katie like just think when you look when she looks at, at our daughter's eyes when she looks at Chandler like Chandler is going to look at you the way you look at your mom I think and it's that like all the time and it's like man and I think it's a lot it is and and I um like I know to this day when I travel I <laughs> make sure my mom's praying for the flight and knows when I land and you know I haven't lived with my mom and I don't even know how mm-hmm. long but like she's still the person or when I have good news or bad news or whatever it is you know she's like the person I want to call and. Well, I can't even think about when she's not there to even have that. But I do think about that. I'm that to somebody now Mm -hmm. to two people. You know, it's weird. And I that's why I just I don't know. I I really just want my kids to obviously I'm their parent and I I have to discipline them and I have to, you know, raise them right Mm -hmm. and tell them what's right and wrong and this and that. But I also want them to be able to come to me with literally anything. Mm -hmm. And, And so I'm trying to handle myself now in situations with them calmly so that they're not afraid. I don't want them to be afraid to come to me. Like when my son the other day got rage on his video game and he threw a controller and broke the screen, he came downstairs. I mean, this kid was crying and sweating and nervous wreck and whatever. But he told me, you know, what he did. And I didn't yell and scream and throw a fit. I yeah, was, but he thought dad's getting the belt. But he did. He said that. And I told Matthew, I said, okay, I do love that he has like a, a little bit of a fear of you because yep. you, you should have a healthy fear of your, I think, of your Especially parents. Especially the dad. You know about the dad. Yeah, yeah, but I also don't want it to be where they're afraid to tell him things. Right. But at least they have, at least I do feel like they can tell me things. So right. anyway, okay, that kind of went like a little astray. But, but that that's was, the um, point of these questions. Yeah, that's These true. questions are supposed to go astray. Okay. I'm going to be, I'm going to be really, sorry, last point. Yeah, but you're, you're, um, I'll be very interested to watch you as an empty nester. Oof. I know, like it's gonna be. It's gonna be awful at first. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I know, and like we'll we'll make sure to bring Chandler over a lot at that point in time. Please do. Yeah, just here well, you go. I keep telling my husband that seriously. I'm gonna have to get more pets or adopt a child. I've always wanted to adopt a child, truly. So I would do that in a heartbeat. God bless your heart. Zero desire ever. <laughs> when we were going through our pregnancy struggles, I said like we were gonna have to sit down and have a big talk if we weren't able to get pregnant because. I mean, it, it could have potential. I don't know. I'm not speaking on Katie's behalf, but I mean, I, I, it, we we had an open conversation about how if we had it a, cho- a choice to adopt or have no kids, we it might have been a deal breaker. Mm. Like we might have had to just because like I, there was just I don't. Please don't judge me for this. No, I'm just you, being you're honest. To have your opinion. I yeah. don't have it in my heart to raise someone else's child. I don't have that in my heart. Like I, 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 I the thought of adoption for me it was is just would never be possible. Uh, and I know that you know yourself I know enough that to know that. I know a lot of people also feel that way, but or maybe would be afraid to say that because you're afraid you sound like a terrible person. No, what a terrible person would do would be to adopt a child, knowing full well that you wouldn't love it the way you should. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't adopt a child if that's the way your heart is. And I don't know if this is a maternal instinct or a, you know female thing, yeah. or maybe and maybe it is. I don't know, but I am absolutely positive if somebody put a child on my front doorstep and this, I mean, I'm not even talking a newborn. I'm talking like a six year old, mm-hmm. and said. 
I have nowhere to go like this. You need to raise me. I would be like, okay, well, let's go decorate your room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, would I you know. like a grilled cheese? Right. <laughs> but that, not, I, I get that. And I, I think it's good to be honest with yourself about something like that because it is a serious decision. It really is, yeah. You know? And by the way, it only took us 12 minutes to get through that first question. That's good it. For We're us. doing great. What is the nicest compliment you have ever received? Your questions really require me to think. In last know, week's episode, I can't I can't immediately give you an answer because I really have to think about it. <sighs> and this is okay. tough. So maybe if it's not like you know, of it's kind of like what's your favorite song of all time? That's very difficult because we all have lots of favorite songs. But what is Okay, so what is a nice compliment that you received that really maybe it was a game changer for you or just really meant the world to you or really made you see things differently? Here's the thing, and we're on the podcast, so we can dive deeper into this if you would like to, or if you would not like to, that's fine too. Because what I, my answer doesn't really answer your question at all, but it just made me think of something else. And that's that, um, I've been seeing this a lot on like my TikTok feeds, like TikTok has me figured out. And one of the things that TikTok has started showing me are like men's mental health videos. Mm-hmm. And like these men getting on podcasts trying to explain to people that you need to understand that men are never complimented. Like think about it. girls get complimented all the all women the get complimented all the time. Men are never whistled at. And I'm not saying that that's a good like that's not no, necessarily I know a bad what thing. You're saying. But like are, are you know, girls women have this idea they're, they're always um oh my god, girl, your outfit looks great today. Oh my god, girl, did you get a haircut? Like when I get a haircut it's it's noticeable, but it's never commented on. You know what I'm saying? Like men don't receive compliments. So when you ask me what's the best compliment you've ever received, I don't know. And this is nobody's fault. I'm not mad about it. But if I'm being honest with you, I don't know the last time I received like a full out genuine compliment, like a personal one. I've gotten professional compliments. I'll tell you what. That's a pro- okay. A professional, yeah, professional compliment that we've got that I love is the last time. Uh, when you and I, it was now, you and I are blessed enough to be able. We we do a uh, we we travel for the ACM and the CMA awards, and one of the compliments that you and I get together as a team that really make me feel good about our product is is when artists say like we'll get done with an interview they're like that was fun mm-hmm. you guys had some fun questions because what happened I can be, I'm just gonna be real talk here when we do these things when we go travel it's through this woman her name is Charlotte she is awesome and she invites like. 12 to 15 radio stations from around the country. So, like, we've met these people from like Tulsa and like Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, like random places. And they're all, they're all old. <laughs> they are. And they all ask the same question. They'll, they'll, they'll go, hey, it's the radio station here with uh, Carly Pierce, for example. Mm. Hey, hey, and they always start, hey, Carly, how you doing? It's such a boring, Dull first question that like how is she doing? It's seven o'clock and she's in the middle. Of, she's on her eleventh interview in an hour. Like she's freaking tired. By the way, if I'm Carly, I'm getting spicy with that answer. Well, actually, I've got hemorrhoids and my corns are flaring up. <laughs> I had a little diarrhea yesterday. But like, <laughs> we try to really, and even from the first question, we don't start with a "How you doing?" because that's it's tacky and like that's such a and because you know all they're gonna say is "I'm doing fine." Like it's it's, it's just boring. so surface. That's all. We like. We do research on our artists, and when like my fa- okay, so my favorite example is Ben Gallagher, yeah, this new artist. Say, yes. And you had discovered that this guy performed in prisons, so he literally sat down at our table. What's up, y'all? And, and we're like, you know, Q one hundred four. We're here with Ben Gallagher, and you immediately grabbed your microphone and you were like, "Tell me everything about prison." <laughs> and we're ten <laughs> seconds into this conference, and you could tell he was like, "What?" Like he was, uh, but like. 
but at the end of it, he was like, you guys were so much fun to talk to because we didn't ask the same boring, generic questions. We asked interesting questions. We asked questions that hopefully got you, our, our listener, to, to know and, and maybe want to hear that artist a little more. And um, so that's something, that's one professional compliment that I'll say I love getting from yeah, artists. That's, is, good. that's a good answer. Good answer. Uh, thank you. Good thank answer. You. Uh, but as far as personal, again, like, and, and I think about this, and if there's like a man in your life who you really appreciate, like, Hey, if he puts on a nice shirt or something, like compliment. Him. I honestly compliment my husband all the time. I mean, he is a specimen. He is God, very he's so good looking. He's so attractive. But I do. I always uh, make a point to tell him because I can see that it kind of brightens him up a little bit. Everybody likes a compliment. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care who you are. Everybody likes a compliment. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, sometimes, and I know, you know, there are days, stretches of days where I can have on like sweats and look disgusting and, you know, just because I'm just running errands and doing what I do or whatever. But then when I do get dressed up and he'll say, oh my gosh, you look so great. First of all, I think he's genuinely surprised and thankful that I, you know, washed my hair. But I, it, it does, it makes you feel good and it makes me want to do it more often, to be honest, because it's like, okay, like he noticed, you know? So, I, so uh, Katie, uh, you know, she's lost like I think 20 or 30 pounds since uh, since Chandler was born. Like she got rid of that baby weight really quick, mm-hmm. which is so awesome for her. But she did get the stretch marks. Like yeah. we got we got the stretch marks. But like, and I don't know if she maybe she loathes these compliments. But I'm still like, babe. She's like she's like you don't want to see these marks. And I'm like, girl, I want you to take that shirt all the way. I want you to show me that body. Like <laughs> I do all the time. But you know, it's funny. But um, I think it makes her feel good. Like oh, and, and keep saying that. And it's true. I'm like, girl, would you like to get naked? <laughs> Look, and this is like probably TMI here, but I've heard that men just don't analyze half the things that us women like analyze about ourselves. You we know, don't care. We don't just, care. Just want to see you naked. Yeah. I- I really do believe that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can verify that that yeah. is 100% Men true. Men <laughs> are extraordinarily simple creatures. It's so funny because women, I think, are so complicated. I know. When a man, like, it's, I'm hungry. Doesn't mean take me out to eat. Doesn't mean you better be hungry, too. When we say I'm hungry, it means that my stomach is growling and I would like to consume food. <laughs> right. There's you no know. hidden meaning. Yeah. And if I ask you, what are you hungry for? It's not pick a restaurant. It's not that. It's, it's I'm just asking what you would like so we can come to an agreement on what we I, eat. I completely agree with you on that. I do think that we make things a lot more complicated than men. Really, I do think in a lot of ways you guys are very simple creatures. But um, okay, well, good. Yeah. So there you go. Um, okay. I'm going to, this is probably not nearly as deep of a question. But, I, but I'm going to put you on the spot here. And this is, you, you can't say, you have to answer. Okay. Okay. In honor of your son's PlayStation 4. Oh, boy. If you, Jenny Matthews, had to sit down, gun to your head, and you had to sit down and pick a video game to play for one hour, and I'm not talking Mario, and oh, I'm not talking that's Tetris. Be my answer. Nope. Newer school, kind of like a sports, like a Madden or a Call of Duty. Ugh. You have to sit down and you have to play a video game on a new console, the, the high-tech, super great graphics video game. You have to. You have to play a video game. Here's what are you the, playing? Here's the problem, and I'm not kidding. I don't. I know the names of these games because right. my son plays them, but I've never played any of them. Okay. I have no idea. So let's describe them, and then you just pick one, okay? Because uh, we've got like Madden, which is football. Like you could just be the Chiefs. I don't want to do anything with sports because I don't. No soccer, the rules. no hockey, no baseball. No. Okay. Uh, the other one are like the first-person shooters, like Call of Duty, where like you're the screen moves a lot, and all you see is the gun, and you're shooting the people. Okay. There's also more storyline-driven video games. Hold on, isn't there one that's about? Um, they rob people or something. Grand Theft Auto is what. Grand Theft Auto. I think that's the game I would play. That is like the most inappropriate, violent. Oh my god! You can, Jenny. We're, I don't okay, even we're know. on the we're on the podcast, yeah, right? Yeah. So you can literally in GTA. 
I'm terrified about what you're going to tell me. <laughs> you can you're giving go, me a look right now. You can, you can drive around like to the bad parts of town. Yeah. Buy yourself a hooker. Take her and like you. You have to. You have to, you have to like literally drive your car off a of public road. Like if you if, if you're if she's in like if you're on a main road and you stop the car, nothing will happen. But if you go like into a back alley and park the car, all of a sudden the car will start rocking. No! It'll start bouncing <gasps> up and down. Are you serious? And then and then she gets out like five seconds or however long later, and like you lose like five hundred bucks or whatever. But then you can get what people do is they get out of the car, they shoot the hooker and take the money. Shut back. up. Okay, now so this is where I'm wildly inappropriate. I would love to play that game. <laughs> that sounds like a gosh darn delightful time. <laughs> you would play GTA. I think I would. Oh my god. You know god. why? Okay, so maybe and maybe what that wouldn't be the game, but maybe, but you know why I like the idea of that game? Because it's a story. I see what you're saying about a storyline. Story yeah, yeah, just the shoot 'em up, whatever. You know. Yeah, no, and there's certainly a storyline to GTA. There's action scenes where we have to have shootouts and all that, but okay. there's a storyline to hey, we gotta, you know, we gotta make more money, so we gotta take over this block. So you gotta kill everybody mm-hmm. and whatever, take down the bad guy. But then you're like, but then you run the block and people start and oh, it's, it's Grand great. Theft Auto for me. You make me want to get. I probably shouldn't get that for my son though, knowing there's hookers involved. Actually, you have an Italian <laughs> husband. There's there's a game. Uh, there's a franchise. It was like PlayStation 3 into the PlayStation 4. It was There was the three of them. It was called Mafia. There's Mafia, Mafia 2, Mafia 3. I really enjoyed the storytelling of those games. I really think you would like those games. I, I think I would enjoy the games that do have the storyline. I think mm-hmm. I, would, I would enjoy And it's that. a classic like 1930s mafia mobster style storyline. Mm-hmm. So you get the Tommy guns and everything. This is kind of a random question, and I really don't know the answer. On my on her iPad, my daughter plays these games. Um, don't know the name of them, but they're, she designs houses, and mm-hmm. she decorates the houses, and it's this whole thing. It's pretty complex. Like It honestly looks like an interior designer mm-hmm. Programs. Does, does she make, have to like match three? Like, does she play like the match three, like a Candy Crush kind of thing, and then she earns the points that she can know. use to design the house? I don't think so. No, I think it's just it's just design a house. It's just design a house. Yeah, I don't even know if there's any like um. Well, there has to be a way you earn points because she earns money to get like furniture for it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I don't know, but I was wondering, do they have anything like that for? The PlayStation that you even know of, not, they not don't do the, anything no, those, like that. Those games are are better played on the phone. Like a PlayStation, uh, yeah. you wouldn't waste money. A PlayStation is so much more than that. Like that's too almost too simple of a game. I got, I get it. Anyway, look at you. Curious. Okay, I want you to play I GTA it. now. Like, so do I. I, I want to see that so bad. Christmas is coming. I mean, hi. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm actually going to pull from, we have one of our loyal listeners, his name is Chris, he's awesome, um, I've gotten to hang out with him several times, and he, uh, big fan of the podcast, big fan of the show, and has sent me a whole bunch of questions, so I'm going to pull from one of his questions to okay. ask you now. Thank you for the questions, Chris, dude, always good, thank you for listening. Mike, in a previous podcast, you said that you have, quote, the perfect dog to human ratio in the house. Yes. For some reason, this episode keeps popping up on Spotify, he says. Now... The ratio has changed. Will there be a third dog in the future? I almost cussed. Sorry. Well, it's the podcast. You can if you want. Yeah, to. but then I feel like because I was about to say the f word, and if yeah. I do that, then I have to then I have to put a, an explicit warning. Oh, we don't want on the, and I, I don't want to have to do that. Mm-mm. So. So what would you do there? Do you want a third dog? Hell no! I don't want a third <laughs> dog because here here's and, and you know what I think now thinking back and now having the knowledge of being a father, I think. The ratio I gave was incorrect. It was the amount. It, it shouldn't be dogs to humans. It's the amount of caretakers versus the amount of living creatures that need care from those caretakers. And now Fair we point. are outnumbered. So it wouldn't be the, the the correct ratio. If we got another dog, it wouldn't be three to three. It would be two to four. Yeah. It would be. It would be. 
Oh, no. So so to answer your question, Chris, <laughs> F no. F no. That's a hard no. No. Well, not even a little bit. You know, we talk about the fact that our dogs are getting older, and um, my, my Oscar is 12. And my, I asked Matthew the other day how long I thought, realistically, that he thought that mm. Oscar had, and he said I six months or less. And I hated the mm. fact that he said that. He's probably right, but I can't even fathom my life without him. And so I was like, well, you know we're going to get we'll get another boxer right away because that's just our breed. We love, mm-hmm. we just love boxers. And he's like, wouldn't it just be great though just to have like the Boston Terrier, just have Otis for just a little while and we wouldn't, you know, we could get our floors redone and get all the scratches out and da da da. And I'll be honest with you, I, my doors are all scratched up. My floors are scratched up. Like they pooped on the carpet. There's some stains. Like I, I don't care. I have, dogs are such a part of my heart and I just really don't think I can be without. I think, when our oldest Hank goes, he's nine years old. He's a he's a King Charles Cavalier. He's a little kind of like a cocker spaniel looking dog. He's so God. That breed is so good. They're so they just they're just lap dogs. They just want to cuddle. Would with you get that breed again if you God, could? I would. Hank's like my favorite. Like he's like one of the coolest dogs. Mm. So so good and so pleasing. All he wants to do is just snuggle with you, and he'll do whatever you ask him to do, if as long as you reward him with, okay, now come lay on my lap and eat it. God, he's just the sweetest. And we always, uh, you know, because we talk like, you know, you talk like little babies to your dog. We right. All, I go up to every day. I'm like, you are just, you are the goodest. Boy. You are the goodest boy. You are the goodest boy ever, <laughs> and I mean it. When I tell you, I will tell you as a full grown man, he is the goodest boy. Ever. ever. I freaking love him so much. Oh, Hank's the best. When he goes. I don't. And it's crazy because we were uh, talking. He's we have we literally have to feed him two different pills every day for his heart. That's his breed. He's nine years old, and his breed is only usually lasts eight to ten. So if that's, you had to take, I mean, and I hate even having to predict or right. you know. But what do you think? Like, I, I don't mean, know because the medicine because he he has two different pills that he takes for his heart every day because that's what happens to his breed is their heart just malfunctions. Uh, but. Um, He's like, there are some days where he'll he'll be like real stiff and you know, the back legs start to go and you're like, ah, buddy, what kind of quality of life is this? But man, if you get like a ball or a treat or something, he per- all of a sudden he's not sore anymore. It's the craziest thing. So I think he, I think he's kind of milking it. Yeah, maybe. He think he think he's milking it a little bit because he gets a little extra love. Like when he gets, he's like, oh, dad, I'm sore. I totally carry him down the stairs. Mm. And like <laughs> he knows it. Well, because I don't want him to pee all over the rug. No, I don't really You know, get like, it. like it's it's not really a spoil. Well, it's like it's half spoiling, half I don't want you to pee in the house. Right. So I'm like, all right, get your get your butt outside. So I get him outside and. Um, I don't know. Like Hank's good right now. Like he's he's actually in a good spot. He was he was running around a little bit with Dolly yesterday. I was throwing the ball for Dolly, and he was trying to keep up with her, and he was running a little bit. And I'm like, that's a great sign. Mm-hmm. But I also know that it could just at any point. And so, so what would you do? Okay, so let's say, okay. and I don't even want to think about it, but let's say right. it's yeah when Hank passes, times to go. Yeah, you know, and so that it's just Dolly. I see, I always feel about like. Will Dolly be so sad because she's by herself? I always think that about Otis. Like, is he just going to be devastated her, to be her by and himself? Hank, her, Dolly and Hank are so different. They're such different breeds. Hank is such the coolest, most calm, chill cavalier, and Dolly's an Aussie. And those of you who have Australian shepherds know they run, 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 run. So I think she'll be okay. I think she'll be curious as to where he went, mm-hmm. um, and it might take her a while to realize that he's just not with us anymore. Um, but I think she'll be okay. And what? I know what'll happen. I can tell you what I think will happen, but I know what'll happen. Is that first I'll say, I don't want another dog yet. Mm-hmm. I don't want another dog yet. And I'll let my heart heal. Uh, and it'll take about a month. And I'll be like, Dolly needs a buddy. That, yeah. And, and that's what it'll be. And yeah. I, I, I don't know what to breed. I kind of want a golden. 
No, they're awesome. I know, but they're sh- they shed like crazy. They do shed. My sister has always had goldens and like the clumps of hair, and her kids would be. And you're about to have a daughter who's going to crawl and all that. You know, I remember her kids just crawling and just their their little leggings or whatever just would be totally yeah. covered in fur. Oh, Dolly, clumps of fur. Yeah, Dolly sheds little clumps and little hairs everywhere, and we're I'm always pulling little white hair off of Chandler's lips. <laughs> yeah. And she's not even ever on the ground, but just the hair just lands on her lip, and she's always she's always Chandler's always sticking her tongue out like, and I'm like, she's trying to get that little hair out of her mouth, right? Probably. Or that she's maybe discovering that she has a tongue. I don't know, but she's just it's. Well, I don't know how far we are into this, but I mean, I've got so many more questions. We can keep doing this. Why don't we just keep doing this? No, let's let's go. um, Let's go. Let's go one more. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, for the next episode, I think yeah. we continue on with this. As, as long as fun. we have them, we'll keep going with them. Yeah, and if you'd like to contribute, if you'd like to ask uh, anything, you can email us Jenny at q104kc.com or <gasps> are you just Mike at q104kc.com? Yep. Yeah. Um, side note, real quick. Yeah. Actually, let's do one more question, and then remind me, I have some notes about the podcast that I want to share at the end of the episode. Okay. I, I forgot. About. Do you want to ask one more? or Do you want me to? Uh, you can ask one. Go for it. Okay. Because honestly, like I wrote this question last week, and I'm looking at it now and I don't know if that's if it's, it. if it's that great of a question but I've said that before and we end up having a great conversation let's see now. what it is and if we hate it we'll just skip is there something Prozac Jenny really wants mm-hmm. to do now that pre-Prozac Jenny would have never wanted to have done before oh my gosh what a great question I love that question um, now that you're calm ooh. now that you don't worry is there something that before may have frightened you that now you're kind of like you know what I would like to attempt this. I would like to mm. try this food. I would like to travel to this place. I would like to stay up past 8.45 p.m. I mean, See, here's the thing. I know myself so well. I absolutely do not want to stay up past 8.45 <laughs> p.m. That's definitely not, not in the cards. <laughs> um, also, in the way of traveling, I'm just going to be honest with you. I just, I really love the USA. I've talked to you a million times. I don't love leaving the country. Um, so there really isn't that. Um you know, I'm also, I have never been a person that was like, oh, I'm afraid to go skydiving, but now, like, let's go for it. No, I'm not no. a big risk taker. Skydiving you know. is, it sounds awful. It sounds terrible. I don't like heights and whatever. No, and I think that's the thing with Prozac for me, honestly. And I joke about, not joke, but I'm lighthearted about it just because I wanted to talk freely about it so people um, aren't, aren't scared, you know, of taking medication because I was really afraid of it for a long time. I thought it was going to change who I was. And all it did was made me a better version of me. I think it made me feel normal. Like, yeah. It, I, it, it made it sound like you took Taylor Swift's advice when she said, you need to calm down. Seriously. And you're like, okay, I have calmed. I, I mean, the you? truth of the matter is I worried about dying every single day of my life for most of my life. And I just don't worry about that anymore. I honestly feel like if my time happen tomorrow. I've lived a great life. I feel like I've been a good person. I've done all the things I want to do. I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to die. You know, I'm not like right, ready right. to go. So l- let me let me ask the question this yeah. way then, because this is something that I'd, I'd actually like to work on. And I'd like to do because I know other radio stations do it and I get very jealous of them. Um, let's say we got the opportunity. We teamed up with some sort of travel agency and we got the opportunity to broadcast live from the Dominican Republic for a week. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, obviously while we there, we'd be promoting, you know, you should take, book a trip today by going to so-and-so, you know, whatever. Obviously, that's the marketing behind it. Um, but, like, because I know that pre-Prozac Jenny, 
you probably would have declined. You would have said, I'm, I'm not going. Like you, You'd be like, I'm so sorry, but I'm, I'm just not going. If we got an all-expenses-paid, five-star resort, first-class trip to the Dominican, you would do it now. I would not do, though. Like Here's where nothing's changed in the way of, I don't ever want to go on a cruise. I have no desire. Right. Um, I know that about you. you know what I, mean? I just learned that. Yeah. But as far as go, I mean, yeah, I would absolutely, if that was like a, a thing we were offered or whatever. I mean, because I, I've done it. I mean, I've not that, but I've gone to, like, my, my husband had all these amazing trips. We were able to go to Croatia and Spain mm-hmm. and all these things. And, oh, don't get me wrong, the anxiety was absolutely horrible leading up to it, right. but we ended up making great memories and had great trips. I think what would be different this time is I, I wouldn't dread the trip. Like, most people are, I'm going to the Dominican. I'm right. so excited. I, pre-Prozac, Jenny would have been like, oh my God, like we're going to die on the plane. And then, mm-hmm. like, or I'm going to drink. You, know, you, gonna, you were always afraid of the Mexican water. water. And I'm telling you, like, it's so on, on the resorts down there. Like, no, like, it's, I know. Everybody says that. Well, you just drink the alcohol. It kills all the germs right there. Right? Woo. Yeah. I just oh think, gosh. um, I want you to try the Appleton rum. Okay. Appleton rum. You a rum? You're probably not much no, of a rum person. No, but here's the thing. I might be a rum person. I don't know. I was a beer person forever, and now all of a sudden, all I want to drink is champagne and Prosecco. So what I would do is I would pour you... So there's this rum. I'm like, yeah, people like Captain Morgan up here. That's fine. But there's a rum called Appleton rum, and it's not available in the United States. It's made in Jamaica and all, and like Mexico and the everywhere in the Caribbean they have it, but they don't have it in the States. So when you get some Appleton rum, it's like a special time. That's like my vacation drink. I love it. And uh, what makes it taste great? I, I don't know. There's just a smoothness slash. It's sweet but not too sweet. Mm-hmm. It's almost like your three quarters unsweet, one quarter sweet iced tea. It's right. that level of sweetness. Right. Uh, and there's a smoothness to it. And also, since you're in a big prosecco, okay, what I would do is I would take that and I pour just a little bit for you, and then I'd mix it with some Sprite. Okay. Not go with some Sprite. Yeah. And it give and especially on a beach, Sprite with the lemon lime flavor plus the the sweetness of the rum. Sitting is on rum, a beach with it is rum. What's in um. Strawberry daiquiris. What, is that the alcoholic? I, I don't know because I don't have a vagina and I don't drink strawberry daiquiris. Well, my <laughs> husband doesn't have a vagina either, but he loves strawberry daiquiris. Here, but here, and I'll tell you what, that's a great call because I'll tell you what, man. Was it you and I who had this conversation already about girly know. drinks? Oh, well, we've talked about that, yeah. I'm sorry, but like somebody made a great point one day. So it was some something tattooed up, like looks like he's like goes to Sturgis for the bike rally every year, and he was like holding the pink this pink glass. He's like, why would I drink twelve IPA beers, all they do is like complain, make me feel like I, I have a brick in my stomach just to catch a little buzz when I can drink two of these strawberry daiquiris that they make extra strong down there on the islands and just be absolutely obliterated like I want to be. Like, right. why wouldn't I drink two Well, they're gosh freezers? darn refreshing, you they're know, good. like icy cold. And they, uh, <laughs> they mess you up too, my goodness. That's for sure. Okay, I'm excited because I'm, I'm telling you, one of these days our show is going to be broadcasting live from a beach somewhere, and I, I can't hope wait. So. I cannot wait for that to happen. I, hope so. I tell you though, I did one time. I worked at a, a different radio station many years ago where we were offered the chance. We we were in South Florida, but we were offered the chance to go to the Bahamas and do a broadcast from the Atlantis Paradise mm-hmm. Island Resort or whatever it is, and we did, and it was it was lovely. And to get from where we were in South Florida to the Bahamas was just one of those little teeny tiny planes. Oh, those those were rough, Mike. And it was like a hurricane. I'm not kidding. Like, it was the worst weather in the world. I have never, you know, I've, a lot of times I'm like, I'm going to die. Like, something's going to kill me. Da, da, da. I legitimately thought, like, this sure. is where it's going to end right here. I would love to awful. fly privately all the time. I, I would, I've never flown on a private plane, and I would love to, just the, not having to sit next to somebody. I don't like, ugh. Like, sure. I, I would love a private. But I, I understand that those jets are a lot smaller, and, and the smaller the jet, the more you feel the movement uh, yeah. and all that. And so I know it would be a bumpier. That being said, I would still very much like to fly on a private plane one day. There's a company called Wheels Up, like, God, and that's just like, 
it's like five thousand dollars just to become a member and join and you have to fly you have to take like another three thousand dollar flight at least four times a year so just some absurd amount of money and it's crazy how many people just have that money mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm like god that, i would love i would love to use a service like that like just once mm-hmm. just once i'd yeah. like to just take a private plane somewhere like i oh i'd be here for it all right, uh, more deep questions next week. I'm here for it. We just do this as long as we have them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike at Q104KC.com. Jenny at Q104KC.com. If you'd like to send uh, a, a question about us that you don't know that you'd like us to answer. Mm-hmm. Also, on a programming note, um, we are now also available because we're available on like oh, yeah. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, things like that. Um, I just did a little little kind of digging and I was kind of looking around. Um, we are now also available on Amazon and Audible. So if you use Audible for like audiobooks and things like that, you can just search The Morning After with Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews. Boom, there we are right there on Audible. This show is getting so legit. I mean, uh-huh. just so you know. Uh, we will be on uh, iHeartRadio podcasting by the end of the week. You can get our podcast there if that's where you listen to some of your other podcasts. And finally, we haven't said this in a while, and I just think it's, it, it is worth mentioning. And it, it is, it's selfish. It helps us out. But if you are listening on Apple Podcasts right now, they have that star rating system. That five, If you give us that five-star rating, if you feel that way about this podcast, it genuinely help us, helps us out a lot. So like if you hated everything about this, however, you are here at the end, so bless yeah. you for it. Yeah, but just like, don't you don't have to tell us you hated yeah, it. Just just, just yeah. move on and never listen to us again. That's fine. But if you yeah. did enjoy it, if you th- if you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for this podcast. If you please give us that five star rating, it does help us out a lot. If you're feeling really fancy and you want to leave a very nice comment at the bottom, like and and that's yeah, a lot so of work. Proud. That's a lot of work. You do not have to do that. But if you're so inclined, if you've got like nothing better to do and you want to leave like a little paragraph that says, oh my gosh, they're great, or oh my gosh, Mike's an idiot, but Jenny's awesome. Like that's like whatever you want to leave is fine. We'd appreciate just that. If, if it's in your heart to do it, but again, if it's if it's something terrible, just just shh, just move on. <laughs> Hold yeah. back. Yeah, if you yeah, then just get the hell out of here. We don't uh, want to talk to you. It's fine. Anyway, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, bye.